Hello and welcome to the One Thing Podcast brought to you by the Horton Group. We're at the Horton Group. We specialize in insurance, employee benefits, and risk advisory. And I'm your host, Jason Helper. We're excited today to have on the podcast a friend, client, and partner of the Horton Group, president and CEO of Cornerstone Services, headquartered out of Joliet, Illinois, Ben Stortz. How you doing, Ben? Great, Jason. Thanks for having me today. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I want to say again, thanks for the uh, the recommendation to the restaurants um, last week. They're, I'm sure they're going to come in handy. And <laughs> I got a very, very, very serious question I want to start the podcast with. It's kind of on the heels of that question. So think about it. You got to get it right because whether or not you get it right could impact our friendship. You ready? Okay, Jason, I'm ready. All right. All right. Is Ben Stortz a sweet or savory guy? Hmm. Get interesting, right. you a- interesting you asked this question, Jason. I'm going to give you a little response. So we did an exercise like this with um, our management team where we did a five things you got to find out about somebody else. And uh-huh. I got down to a staff person, and um, it, uh, it was with uh, Julie. And uh, we had we got down to, is, is it sweet or savory? And um, I was sweet and she was savory. So we didn't okay. match up on that one. So I'm more of a sweet guy. So. That, that's that's all right. I'm savory, but half my family is sweet. So I, I think okay, could, I got it wrong. Shoot, it's all right. It's all right. We're still friends, and my my kids will give me you know kind of crap for not being a a, a sweet guy too because they love it. But that's okay. But uh, anyways, thanks for indulging me in the, the little commentary. But I think most people, Ben, are going to know who Cornerstone is. At least that are listening to the to this today, and most people are going to know who Ben Stortz is. But maybe as a refresher, or people that don't know. Can you share a little bit about you and Cornerstone Services? That'd be great, Jason. I, I think a lot of people do know about us, but I think there is also lots of facets to our organization that people don't know about. Um, so a little bit about Cornerstone. Um, so Cornerstone Services um, has been around, hard to believe, we've been around for over 50 years. Uh, we'll be celebrating our 53rd year of operations uh, this coming year. Um, you know, it's, it's a great organization, uh, Cornerstone uh, our mission is to help people with disabilities uh, to live and work in the community. Um, so the the groups that we work with, we work with indiv- individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. We also work with individuals who have behavioral health needs or, or, or issues with mental health. So, um, you know, we provide a wide array of services to that population um, in, in a wide array that covers the Joliet-Will County area. And we also provide services in, in the Kankakee region as well. So, uh, you know, we tailor our services to meet the needs of the people um, that are referred to us. And, uh, you know, we've been doing it for over 50 years and we continue to evolve our services into to meet the demands of the people that we serve. And uh, just an excellent organization. I'm so proud to work here and we have excellent staff to help carry out our mission. Yeah, that's, you know, I will, I will tell you, you have a, a wonderful brand. Um, you have a wonderful reputation as being a, not only a thought leader in the space, but somebody that really runs and cares for like, a really well-run agency and cares about the people mm-hmm. and you're doing it for a long time. And, um, and I think that starts, doesn't start, but certainly as I think you have a big role in that as far as your leadership style. And so how did you come to Cornerstone? It's interesting. As, as you were just saying, that, it, it kind of reminds me of my story a little bit. Um, probably people will be surprised to learn on this uh, uh, on this video, this podcast. But uh, my background is not in human services, social services. 
I think I can probably say that now after being um, in this arena <laughs> for safe. almost 22 years. I think a um, probably a safe place, but it's not what I went to school for, if you can believe that or not, Jason. Um, my I went to school. I'm an accounting major of all things, um, a CPA. So um, and, um, you know, so I was kind of, you know, a numbers guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so my first job out of school is working for Caterpillar. So global, you know, multinational uh, sure. company uh, operations all over the world. And um, I was uh, my first job assignment. Well, I was placed in the Joliet uh, facility. So um, uh, interesting, small world. Uh, uh, quick story is I went into work the first day and I sat across the desk, kind of like we're doing here, but uh, virtually, but from mm-hmm. the controller for the Joliet plant. And uh, he said, you remember who I am? I said, I'm sorry, I can't. His name was Jim Miller. How many Jim Millers are there in the world? And um, it ends up I, I bowled with his son when we were younger, and it all kind of came back to me. No um, so that's how I ended up in Joliet. But as I um, worked at that uh, location, I got to know two gentlemen, two wonderful gentlemen that uh, were on the board of directors at Cornerstone. And one just recently retired from the board, and the other one still continues to be on the board. But uh, there's an opportunity to head up the accounting and finance area at Cornerstone. And um they weren't pushing me to it. They were, they were just saying, hey, it's an opportunity if you want to pursue it. And I was like, well, do I want to do this? Do mm-hmm. I want to leave large for-profit corporate America to go to you know a relatively small not-for-profit in, in a world that I didn't know? And um, Good question, right? Um, I thought, you know what? This is a good opportunity. If I don't like it, then I'll go do something else. And I thought it might be a good resume builder for me. So um, I came to Cornerstone um, 22 years ago and... Um, I'm still here. So I think you see that I love what we're doing. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I gained more responsibilities over the years. Um, I've been the CEO for about the past 10, 11 years now, uh, to 10 years it is. And, uh, you know, it's um, such a great organization. I love working with the people here. Um, it, you know, it's, we are a people organization, you know, we, we're helping people, but it's also working with our staff every day to make sure we can carry out our mission and services. And um, I know it's a cliche, and you say, you know, you really are making a difference in people's lives, but you really do see it every day, just how we're making a difference and making an impact in the community. 100%. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think you're one of those guys that when I talk to that, when they share their stories about <clears throat> Cornerstone or what they do, you always light up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's a telltale sign to me that, hey, this person really enjoys what they're doing yeah. and they enjoy why they do it. Right? Yep. So I think that's 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 awesome. And it's, it's a pretty cool story you had him. I'm sure there were some good times along the way and some challenges along the way. And that kind of brings us, I think, to where we are today. <clears throat> you know, there are a lot of challenges that are mm-hmm. that you're being presented with, that we're being presented with, that and everybody's being presented with. And, I, you know, we've talked about this before, that we're in a period now where things just feel heavy, right? I mean, a lot of discussions that you talk to your neighbors about, your friends about, your coworkers about, it revolve around a pandemic or, or yep. politics. And, you know, we know about the challenges with the mental health of the youth and even the adult population. And it just seems like everything is heavy, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been a refresher to me because you'll always, you'll, you'll acknowledge that. They say, yeah, you know, Jason, but not everything's heavy. There's positive stuff. And a quote from a, one of my favorite professors, and you probably know him as Professor Dumbledore from the, Hottie, the Harry Potter series. <laughs> he says that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the lights. All right. Right. Yep. And I love that. And so if you can, if you were Professor Dumbledore just for this podcast, right. 
What's one story you want to share? How could you turn on the lights for all the people listening? So what's that one thing going on at Cornerstone right now that'll put a smile on everybody's face? So the, there's several. So it's very hard to pick from one. Um, but the one that comes to mind for me r- right now is, um, you know, who would think during the pandemic Cornerstone would start a new program? How many agencies would do that or take mm-hmm. on that type of responsibility? But but we did. Um, we're always kind of looking for the new opportunities. How can we help serve the community? And uh, we've started a program in our Kankakee region. It's um, referred to as the Comprehensive Community Transition Program. Um, it's a program that's funded by the state of Illinois, whereby we're working with a um, we're working with one of the area nursing homes to help transition people out of the nursing home and into the community to okay. provide them that community life that they can really benefit from. They've kind of they've been inappropriately placed there. If they just had the mm-hmm. proper supports to live in the community, they could do so. So, um, what I'm so proud of there is that the great team that has been built there and the outstanding work they've done is we've been able to transition out um, uh, beyond our target for the year. And uh, we're the top performer in the state in doing so. And just to hear the great success stories of people, how well they're doing now living in the community that, you know, it's hard to start up a program uh, during a pandemic and want to do that. But our staff were up to the challenge, took it on and, you know, doing outstanding work there. So I'm really proud of our efforts in that area. That's, um, that's very timely too, right? And so at least the narrative here, I don't have numbers on it. So if I'm wrong, you could tell me is that the narrative is that a lot of nursing homes are being flooded with individuals, right? I mean, the pandemic. And so the nursing homes are now filled with people that are certainly that need to be there, right? But also that have COVID symptoms and it's not, but some of them are maybe not the best place for everybody to stay. And so I think the opportunity to bring people out of there and into a community setting, right? Into right. A, a place that Cornerstone can help. I don't know if it's, is it, was it, was it by design? Was this by design going into the pandemic or was this in response to, Hey, look, we have identified an issue. We need a solution because people are not getting the services they might need. Well, it, it kind of a combination of both Jason. Uh, it was a program the state had been running for a while, but they decided to retool it and to more or less let a provider like Cornerstone handle things from start to finish. There was too many bottlenecks in the process before and too many, handoffs and they said let's okay. let's work with providers so they can handle from start to finish to you know assess someone provide find out what supports they need move them to community and then support them once they're there and so um it was pre-pandemic you know i think we received uh, the contract in february maybe or march of 2020 so right oh, when that right there yeah. Yeah. and so we had our unique challenges when that started you know i you know we, it, we didn't start you know going right away with the program and, and get off to you know, where we were transitioning people right away, but we took our time to appropriately set up the program Mm -hmm. and uh, work through the challenges of working with uh, nursing homes during COVID and still be able to transition people. And, you know, we've got a great program going there now. So it's really a a credit to the dedication of our staff. And uh, I can't can't highlight it enough in that program and throughout our agency, just what wonderful staff that we have that are really the backbone of our organization. hundred percent, right? In any business, especially human service providers, right? I mean, whether you're a DSP or, or even a, a manager, that's it's wildly important and impactful. Right. And I, I feel they sometimes don't get enough credit for all the, all the work they do. And, and so there's a shout out to all the, the DSPs out there that are providing services. Now, is this service, Ben, I know that some providers that are geographically a little wider, right? So you're not just in Joliet. And so are these services provided across your the Cornerstone family or are they in Joliet right now? Then we're looking to take them other places. 
this uh, specific service is just provided in the Kankakee region. And okay, we, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, but uh, we're looking at possible expansion. The state's actually talked to us about that as a possibility down the road. Um, you're assigned a certain uh, nursing home to work with. So um, there's a possibility of expanding this program down the road. Um, and we're looking at other ways to expand as well. I think, you know, that's always in our mission is to help new ways to reach people. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention we've also started an initiative of home-based services. You're probably familiar with that as well as um, during the pandemic, we said, what about home-based services as well? And, you know, we we're enrolling people in that program as well. We see that as a new service in our area that, you know, is kind of, it's not provided right now as much as we, as we would like. And, uh, you know, it's going to complement our other services that we have with our day programs, our residential programs. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking at ways to diversify what we're doing, but also meet the needs. And, you know, we know uh, that there's a lot of people that out there in, in need of service and we want to best meet that demand. Well, I, I applaud you. And I mean, if you're the Bears just hired a new head coach, so I, <laughs> if you know, if you knew that. But, Who did they hire? I didn't hear a suit. Uh, Matt Eberflus. So he's a new one. But there's a, a famous saying by a coach, and I think that your agency right now is living this, is that Marv Levy, the once great coach of the Bills, he said adversity is an opportunity for heroism. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what you've just shared with me is adversity at its highest level. Right. I mean, lends itself very well to people to step up and take action right. and make an impact. And so those that's I get little chills here. I got a sweater on, but that kind of stuff makes me happy. It makes me mm-hmm. smile, makes me proud of you and the whole agency there. But I'm also not but in a, I'm not naive. Right. And so we know that there are challenges. And so even with expanding new services in a pandemic or non pandemic time. Right. So even when the skies are aligned, stars are aligned and things are great, there are challenges. And when you sit at your leadership table or you talk to the, your staff or you talk to your clients, you talk to parents, guardians, other service providers. What are those big challenges? Yeah. Right. So maybe to put a little context to that question as well is that, you know, I think we're all dealing with COVID still. So that's an added layer of things in terms of challenges and uh Again, I, I want to highlight the great efforts of our staff during the, the, this pandemic um, sure. that, you know, they're going to extra lengths to make sure people are taken care of. We've had staff that have lived in some of our group homes to help provide services, make sure people are taken care of, work extra shifts, extra hours. Our management mm-hmm. team is putting in extra hours to make sure people are cared for. So uh, they've just done a tremendous job. So I wanted to highlight that. Um but also, there's a challenge with that as well. I think uh, across the country, people are knowing that there's there's a staffing shortage, and and we're feeling it as well at Cornerstone. Um, we wish we had more staff that we could help, so we didn't have to w- have staff working as many overtime hours or working as many shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's and it's not a unique challenge just to Cornerstone and um, the sister agencies that uh, we, I work with. They're all feeling the same. Uh, issues and problems. We'd like to grow services more than what we've been able to, but it, but it, it, it's it's due to the lack of staff. We wish we could get more people in the door to do so. Um, I will give some credit to the state of Illinois. They've recognized this problem. They created a uh, a rate study to address this. Um, there has been some more money put into our system to help address staffing, but the study that they conducted was pre-pandemic, and mm-hmm. you know, so since then, there's a lot more pressures and. It's a competitive labor force right now. So um, 
the number one challenge we're facing is, you know, how do we staff up our programs and make sure we have an adequate staff complement that we can provide the services that people need. So, yeah, and, and we're hearing that too. And so again, it, uh, thank you for sharing that. And I realize the question I'm going to ask you, you're going to answer. If I had that answer, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an issue. Right. But have you seen providers that do a better job with the staffing challenges? Right. And what are they doing it and what's working, what's not working? Because, again, you know, part of our listening audience is going to look for the look up to the, the most the most well-run agencies such mm-hmm. as Cornerstone. So they're going to ask, OK, Ben, what are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. What have you seen working? What hasn't been working? And maybe not a lot has been working. I don't I don't know the answer, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think everybody's trying different things um, to really help support their organization and, and make um and make strides. I don't think anybody has found the secret recipe or this is the one thing that makes it. And I don't think it is one thing. I think it's going to be a series of things that we're able mm-hmm. to do. We're trying a, a, a few different things and hoping that a combination of things will help it. And I think the one thing that we're really trying to work on is culture. I think the culture of an organization is very important um, that we want to make sure people are supported when they come in the, the door to us and sure. that, you know, they're that they have the support of the team and, you know, that we're helping them with their day to day. And so we're looking at ways to help impact that as well. But again, it's such a competitive labor market. People have lots of options right now. And so I think it's a combination of things of trying to work on culture. How can we help to increase funding to to help provide more wages? What can we do from flexibility for staff? I think that's one thing we've really stressed is we're going to be as flexible as we can with staff, provide time off when they need it, making sure they're taking care of things outside of work. So when they're at work, they can be their best, you know, the best version of themselves. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that can be worked on to help improve that, uh, but it is a unique challenge right now. So yeah, I, I I appreciate what you said the last part about well all of it, but in particular the last part where hey look these are the people that are working in your agency are moms, dads, sisters, brothers, right? They have families. You, know, right. you have you have children. I, I have I have children. So you go home and you have challenges and issues outside of work, right? And I think. People, not nonprofit agents specifically, and we do. I mean, manufacturers, contractors. I think sometimes we we lose sight of that, mm-hmm. right? We, we talk about how can we make their day better at work, which is wildly important, right? right? And it's first and foremost. But how do we make their day better when they leave, right? Right. And I think we lose sight of that. So, I wonderful call out to you as a, as a leader of the organization that say, hey, you know what? Hey, team, let's flip our lens here a little bit, right? to look outside of the workplace as well. And that's that point well taken. So thank you. I'm going to take that. I'm going to make yep. a note when I get off the podcast too. And speaking of lens, if you look through your lens, right, as a CEO mm-hmm. of a large organization in Illinois, and what's what's the future look like? Yeah. You know, what's, what's your forecast? And, you know, what do we need to change? And how could the general public can they help mm-hmm. right some of the non some of the service providers in in illinois indiana wisconsin i guess state agnostic here right well i think as you talked about earlier it is a challenging times there is adversity going on but there's opportunities as well um i think there's a lot of people that need to be served there's lots of people that are on the state's waiting list for services we need to get to them um but we need to help address some of our issues that we have now. So I think it's working collaboratively with the state of Illinois, the legislature to help increase funding for our services. I think we've done a pretty good job of creating awareness. Um, Mm -hmm. 
we've been part of the They Deserve More campaign, uh, promoting the importance of DSPs. Um, and, you know, we've worked with organizations like IARF um, and others to help, uh, you know, promote the importance of investing in, in our services. So I think there's some unique opportunities ahead that, that we can make some inroads there. And from the Cornerstone perspective, I think we're going to continue to do some of the things that we've done very well over the years. We've helped house numbers of people that are homeless and have mental illness and help provide housing to them. We're looking mm-hmm. at expanding some of those programs. Um, we're going to continue to help provide employment for people. Last year, we helped 108 people find jobs. I just oh. looked at a report before we got on here. The first six months of this year, we've helped 60 people. So we're looking at ways to help continue that and to um, you know, grow our services that way. And then I think, as I mentioned before, home-based services. We're looking at how we can grow that service as an agency as well to help meet the needs of people. So um, I think there's some challenging times ahead, but it's some exciting times as well. Um, and I think if we can really focus on the staffing issue and help address that, I think that, you know, that's the foundation that really will help support us to make sure that we're able to provide the services we'd like to moving forward. I hope so too, because they're wildly important. Right? Yep. You mentioned the pe- the job placement over a hundred people. You've, you've helped find a job. I mean, that's not life yeah. enhancing like that. That's, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I'll have, to, and I'll have to. I haven't done the, the math on this yet, but I did it a couple of years ago when we helped people find jobs, and it translated to one point eight million dollars worth of wages that year. And so people wonder: Do these programs have an impact? Do they are they meaningful? Well, heck yeah, they are. Yeah, you know, you know, it, it helps people become more self sufficient. They are able to help control more of their lives. They are able to you know do things that they would like to in this world. Um, you know, and it has. It has an economic impact as well. You know, people are, are, are creating jobs. It's helping create sure. more tax revenue too. And, and, you know, people are working. People, when they're engaged, uh, do better. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that there's so many positive aspects from our, our programs that really, uh, you know, help impact our communities. And in terms of that, I, I would be remiss too if I didn't say that the great community support Cornerstone's had. You know, you talk about our great reputation, but a lot of that's due to the people recognize this as a good organization. They've supported it. Um, we've got great community support during the pandemic with people making additional contributions to the agency. We've got our annual um, spring raffle coming up this spring, which I'll probably hit you up on as well. <laughs> Please um, do. <laughs> um, but th- that's a great fundraiser for us as well, too. So I think sure. the community support is very instrumental, too, in helping us carry out our missions. So for all you potential donors out there who are looking for a wonderful agency to sponsor, who has impact studies to deliver to you in regards to the amount of people they serve, Try to jobs they create, economic impact to the community, look no further than Cornerstone Services. And so, Ben, I, I want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast. Your partnership and friendship mean the, all, the absolute world to us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jason. And, and uh, I want to say the same for you as well. Horton has been a great partner for Cornerstone. You guys have helped us tremendously um, with our lines of insurance, from our health to our property casualty to our workers' comp. Um, we've made tremendous improvements on our organization that have helped provide an impact. I think it's helped with our employee base and then what's trickled down to our services. So I appreciate our partnership with you as well. Well, well, thank you, sir. I, I really appreciate that. And so that'll wrap it up for today. So on behalf of the Horton Group, I'm Jason Helford saying thank you for listening to the One Thing Podcast. Mm-hmm.